Hello, I'm Sami Aryan. I'm a tech philosopher, author, filmmaker, and the founder of Impeak. My guest on today's podcast is Jimmy Sung, a Bitcoiner, educator, developer, and entrepreneur, and one of the most popular personalities in the Bitcoin community. I had listened to Jimmy on many podcasts, and I knew that he was really against the rest of the crypto space, including Ethereum, and the whole concept of Web3 in general. Naturally, I really wanted to talk to him. There is nothing better than being able to have a dialogue with people that you disagree with. I have to say that this was a tough conversation because Jimmy and I disagree on a lot of things. I see blockchain technology as interesting and revolutionary in itself with application to many other things beyond Bitcoin. Jimmy not only disagrees with me, he tends to be rather hostile towards everything Web3 to a point that he calls the whole ecosystem a scam and even immoral. That was a tough pill to swallow, but I listened and engaged and tried to see things from his perspective. Jimmy, uh, thanks for being here. Uh, I have listened to a lot of your interviews. There are quite a lot of things that you say that I agree with. There is also a lot of things you say that I disagree with, but that's okay. Just the fact that you have actually agreed to have this conversation is a good sign so that we can actually have a chat about it. Uh, mm -hmm. The problem I have a lot of times with um, people who are, you know, too, uh, uh, I guess, radical, uh, uh, no matter what point of view, you know, whether they are radical about mm -hmm. Bitcoin, whether they are radical about Ethereum, whether they are radical about, you know, uh, veganism, you know, it can be anything, right? It, a lot of times they're not even open to discussing it with people who uh, have a wider um, you know, point of view or they are or for people who are actually just uh, exploring things and, and learning about them. Um, so I do appreciate you, uh, despite being a Bitcoin uh, maximalist, uh, I'm, I'm guessing, is that the right word to use to describe you know, your point of view? But I'm quite touched that you actually agreed to talk about it. I mean, uh, I, I already told you before this interview that I'm going to tell you the truth and you're probably not going to like a lot of what I have to say. And this this happens all the time. And I, I've, I, I've gone on a lot of these shows and, you know, uh, people enjoy it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I want to make sure that your audience gets the story of why I'm a Bitcoin maximalist and why I think stupid stuff like web3 nfts all coins defi all, all of that is just an excuse for money printing it's an excuse to scam it's an excuse to get people to pour money into stuff that they don't understand and you know silicon valley vcs get rich while you know people from the country that you're from like it, the one, one of the biggest coins in uh iran right now is ripple I mean that that should tell you everything you need to know. They're they're buying Ripple, which is a complete pre-mined scam coin. Uh, they're under investigation by the SEC. The only reason they haven't capitulated is because they have so much money that they can hire the absolute best lawyers to try to confuse the issue, essentially. But what what's happening in the space has been happening for a long time. I've been in it since 2011. And uh, and basically, the first altcoins came mid 2011. Since then, it's been a nonstop fight to you know get all these altcoiners to really 
admit basically that they're you know printing their own money that they're enriching themselves at the expense of the poorest and most vulnerable people in the entire world i wasn't aware of the ripple thing with iran i know that uh, bitcoin is something that a lot of people in iran trying to mine and uh you know it's a uh, I didn't know anything about the Ripple case. I haven't lived uh, or been, uh, haven't even traveled back for 17 years. So um, uh, I still have family there, but uh, most I mean, people... you should you should probably ask them because like it, you can you can go look up the stats, but like Ripple is consistently traded over there. And think about what that means. Like Bitcoin actually gives people in Iran, the ability to save without uh, debasement, because as we all know, there's uh, a significant economic sanctions going on in the country. And it's not the people of Iran's fault. It's the fault of the people that are in power. Now, they, they actually like Bitcoin has real utility. But instead of focusing on that, they're focusing on gambling, uh, which is essentially what they're doing by trading altcoins and stuff like that. Um, that that to me is tragic. You you have this wonderful, wonderful tool that allows you to save and work towards something, maybe even getting out of the country or changing the leadership or whatever. Uh, but instead, they're focused on degenerate gambling. Um, and that that to me is like the worst thing, because the, the, these two worlds couldn't be more different. You have freedom money. And you have degenerate gambling um, enabled by VCs and where basically the VCs and the rich people that make this stuff, they're they're the house uh, in a in a large casino um, that that to me, is, it's it's unconscionable. I, I don't I don't understand how anyone could support this stuff uh, that's, uh, like when, when you have a clearly superior thing in Bitcoin, like, and this is why I'm so negative towards stuff like Web3, DeFi, NFTs, all, basically, they're all altcoins. Okay, got it. Um, I mean, uh, I, um, like I said, I didn't know anything about the Ripple thing. I've never, mm -hmm. I don't use Ripple. I don't, uh, it's not something that I support. Um, let's talk about Bitcoin, because look, I, on this show, I uh, talk about um, everything to do with technology. You know, I call myself a tech philosopher. I look at the philosophy of technology and I'm pretty, I would say, technology agnostic. And, you know, I study blockchain just the way that I study uh, artificial intelligence, you know, and um, any other technology, you know, genomics, etc. The reason why I find blockchain technology interesting is because of this metaverse thing that we are going into. Um, and, and increasingly, uh, you know, we are going to be living in a in a more and more digital world. But um, I do talk to people from a lot of different kinds of backgrounds. So uh, there are many people on this show that that have talked about Web three and and other uh, areas, NFTs, etc. But um, I want to hear from you about Bitcoin. I want to hear uh, from you about a few things that you have uh repeatedly talked about uh to do with decentralization now one of the questions that i always get from people whenever i talk about bitcoin being decentralized is people often tell me how can you say bitcoin is decentralized when you know a small percentage of people own so much of it you know they look at people like 
Michael Saylor. And they're like, you know, like he owns such a, a big portion of it. Then they they talk about, you know, that one million Bitcoin that we don't know, uh, you know, what's happening to it and who owns it and, and how can we uh, guarantee that it won't be moved, uh, that um, the person doesn't have access to it, etc. So what's your what's your answer to that? Look, I understand that from a technological point of view, Bitcoin is de decentralized and the way that it's mined and the way that it's, um, you know, it's control resistant. Uh, but what would you answer to people who, who talk about such a big portion of it being owned by a small group of people? Then you don't understand what decentralized means. Uh, it's a, it's a technical term. It's there's no, no sense. I understand it, and I and yeah, I, yeah, and but, I, and I, I mean, explain it to those people, right? But mm -hmm. but for most people, they look at it and they say that okay, I get the technical aspect of what decentralized means. But how about the fact that so ma so much of Bitcoin is owned already? You know, there's only ever going to be 21 million Bitcoin. But mm -hmm. what's your answer to the fact that? I mean, again, it's a confused sort of understanding of what decentralized means, and uh, and th this is this is part of the issue with altcoins. They confuse the term decentralization and make it mean something completely different than its technical definition. And uh, and I blame all the all the altcoiners for confusing this issue because they say, oh, decentralization is a spectrum. You know, you can be more decentralized or less decentralized. No, it's not. You either have a center or you don't. And if you have a center, it's centralized. Doesn't matter how obscure or how much how many levels of indirection you put into it. If you have a center, if you have somebody making decisions, if you have somebody issuing tokens, if you have somebody doing pre-mines, if you have do anyone doing any of that, it's centralized. That's it. It's it's either a one or a zero. There's you're either centralized or decentralized. And because of all of this confusion around decentralization, oh, you know, Bitcoin's Bitcoin's not really decentralized. You know, they 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 try to put it on the spectrum and confuse the issue further by saying, oh, Bitcoin's not really decentralized. What what we have is a few whales own a a, a ton of Bitcoin, so that means that it's a, it's actually kind of centralized. That's not the definition of what decentralized means, and. The confusion around all of this is exactly due to the people that want to benefit from confusing the issue, namely people that hawk altcoins, the, the people that are trying to sell their own coin and make it seem like it's the same as Bitcoin. It's anything. It's nothing like Bitcoin. They use the same terms or whatever. But the fact of the matter is. Those altcoins are all centralized. Bitcoin is decentralized. And that confusion that you're talking about that normal people have is entirely due to the confusion that is seeded by all of the altcoiners that don't want uh, people to understand this stuff. And as a result, they don't. And they get confused. Oh, you know, so-and-so owns like, uh, you know, uh, 10,000 Bitcoins, which is a tiny percent of, you know, all the Bitcoin out there, but they say, oh, you know, if, uh, if uh, like they're, they're thinking decentralized means like socialism or something where everyone has some equal number or they can't have that. That's That's exactly not it. That's not what decentralization is. And it frustrates me that these lies continue to go about unabated and confusion reigns in this space because there are a lot of people that would benefit tremendously by being able to save in Bitcoin, not the least of which are the poorest 
and most vulnerable people in the world. And uh, the unfortunate reality is that there's a lot of people that would rather not help those poor and vulnerable people that would rather confuse the issue and take advantage of them instead and sell to them some altcoin that they created and and keep pump uh keep pumping uh for their own benefit and i i think that's completely immoral i think that's unconscionable i think it's benefiting uh the few people that uh that are hawking this stuff that are marketing this stuff at the expense of the poorest and most vulnerable and that that i i, I don't understand how so many people don't see that or refuse to see that or continue to be in this space and act like they're doing something good when in fact they're actually ripping off poor people. Like, I, I don't understand that. Okay, I understand I, uh, where you are coming from. Let's forget about the term decentralization. Let's just focus on the fact that a small group of people own a lot of Bitcoin and a lot of other people don't because they haven't discovered it yet because people are not, you know, fast to come to terms with technology. People take time, you know, we've had Luddites uh, in the past, right? So, so by the time the majority of people discover Bitcoin, they're not going to even have a chance at getting, you know, as a, a meaningful portion of it. Oh, well, what's meaningful? I mean, when, when you're saying, uh, I mean, you're, you're, again, making sort of a socialist argument. You're saying, oh, you know, everyone should have a chance to get, you do have a chance. You could go buy right now if you wanted to. Um, I think it's like $23,000 of Bitcoin. You can go and buy a whole Bitcoin. But if you're, if you're saying, well, you know, whenever you get in, you should be able to buy one Bitcoin. That's ridiculous. That's a stupid argument. What uh, the, the adoption Everyone sort of gets in at the price that they deserve. If you don't believe in it, or if you think, oh, okay, well, this thing's a scam and I'm not going to look into it. Well, you deserve uh, to get in at a much higher price because you didn't look into it. You didn't give it a chance. You didn't actually understand what the heck this whole thing is. Uh, but, you know, again, this is this is a very socialist mentality that, oh, everyone should have a chance no matter what, you know, like. Despite, uh, you know, there, there are people that have been criticizing Bitcoin since 2011, Peter Schiff, um, Paul Krugman, people like that. You think they should get in at, uh, you know, like 20 years down the line when Bitcoin has taken over the world that they deserve as much as Michael Saylor, who, who put in a lot of his own money, who promotes it and stuff like that? Absolutely not. Where, where is this like uh, the this sense of justice coming from that everyone should have an opportunity to get in at, at the exact same price? They, I mean, that that's completely unfair. The uh, what what these people want uh, with, oh, OK, well, you know, so and so has so much of it uh, and therefore it's not fair. No, those people took a risk. It's entirely possible that they could have like lost all their money. In fact, like Michael Saylor is down right now. Like uh, to to say, OK, well, it's not fair because he, he made so much money. Well, you know, I mean, th this is just capitalism. If you provide value to other people, then you get to save more money. That's just how it is. You don't get an equal portion. Uh, you know, the, the guy playing video games all day in his mother's basement doesn't get to have the same amount of money as Jeff Bezos, who created Amazon. That's not how it works. And, and th th this, again, is a wrong 
a very confused sense of justice, a, a very confused sense of what economics should be. And it's almost entirely from socialism, communism, from the ideas of Karl Marx. And that's what I would tell them is you don't understand. Uh, like your ideal world does not exist. It is not reality. And those they don't obey the uh, hard laws of economics. And for you to say it's not fair is uh, frankly ridiculous. And your sense of moral right and wrong are completely off. This is so funny, though, um, because I didn't say it wasn't fair. I said this is these are some of the comments that I get from people who are looking into it and they need time to get their head around it. Uh, as a philosopher, I'm a Nietzschean and I'm often um, actually accused of not being socialist enough. So it's really funny that you would call me a socialist, uh, honestly. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm calling the people that are Those questioning a, a socialist. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of Nietzsche either, but I mean, at least he he, he had a sense of, uh, okay, well, the, the people that, you know, uh, like there, there's sort of like a distribution and like to uh, demand equality there is kind of stupid. Um, it's, yeah, but you're not it, talking it, about not equality. No, I'm not talking about equality. I'm talking about the fact that when there's a new technology, people need time to understand it. And when you can, um, you know, you can imagine that um, when the uh, the whole ec uh, economic system is against it, when governments are against it, you know, when the whole media is against it. I find it quite difficult to, uh, like I've been explaining um, Bitcoin and crypto, you know, to my, uh, to my friends since 2017. And, uh, you know, people need time sometimes to, to figure these things out. And these are all questions that I get very often. You know, the, the environmental impact is one of them, which I always explain to them. And I, I don't think we should go into that because I have created a lot of videos where I've explained about proof of work and, um, you know, and, and the environmental impact. I, I don't think uh, that to me, that's a non-issue. Uh, and I have explained it many times. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your story, Jimmy? How did you discover it? Like what made you become such a big fan of Bitcoin? Well, I, I'm a computer programmer. I'm a very technical person. So when I um, read about it in 2011, um, you know, and being sort of libertarian and having studied some Austrian economics before then, uh, post 2008, when I saw it, it just made sense. Uh, now, not everyone has that reaction. And like kind of what you're talking about with, you know, the people that are asking these questions, they don't have the right frame of mind or the right sort of economics training they they think that it should be you should get stuff for free they're very much in an entitlement socialist mindset honestly most uh, a large portion of the world has been for a while now because government has taken over so many of the functions that would normally be in a free market so as a result you know a lot a lot of people aren't ready to receive bitcoin and I, I i i will take exception to your comment that you know people need time or whatever i uh it's not that they need time they need different beliefs and they need the cold hard slap of reality to wake up i've been telling people about this stuff since 2013 a lot of them don't get it or don't want to get it it's not about understanding the technical limitations or the actual details of how it works. 
Um, and that, that's honestly very overrated. Uh, however much you explain, uh, you know, what proof of work is or, you know, how a transaction gets into a block or fees or the, you know, SHA-256 crypto uh, um, hashing algorithm or ECDSA. I mean, those things don't matter that much. There's a lot of Bitcoiners that don't, don't understand things at that level of detail. The thing that people don't understand is the actual economic reality. And uh, the, the way you frame this conversation is mostly as, oh, this is a new technology. I disagree. This is a new money. And that's it. Those two are very, very different things and have very, very different properties. And the people that get that this is a new form of money that is superior to any other form of money that has ever existed, those are the people that really get it and understand it and go and buy Bitcoin. The people that don't, well, they refuse to get it oftentimes. There are technical people that refuse to get in in 2011, and they still don't own any. They don't need time. They need an understanding of how economics actually works. And the fact is, most of them don't, and they refuse to get it because they want to believe that things should work, operate a certain way. Maybe they have Keynesian beliefs or whatever, uh, some socialist beliefs. The thing preventing them is not time. It is belief. And it is, and unfortunately, the way most people learn is by hard experience. It's by seeing how things actually are and being taught a lesson a few times. Um, I mean, Peter Schiff still hasn't learned the lesson. He knew about Bitcoin in 2011 when it was less than a dollar, but he still refuses to get in. He still refuses, even though he has a lot of the right beliefs about what money should be, but he just refuses. There are lots of things preventing people and it's not a matter of time or anything like that. It's just, you need to understand reality. And if your economic viewpoint is uh, does not take Bitcoin into account, then you need to readjust for it. And most people aren't willing to go and do the hard work of figuring out what economics is, the first principles behind it, and really learn all of that so they can get in. Uh, for most people, it's either a gambling vehicle or something that they're not interested in because it doesn't align with their economic beliefs. I understand. Um, do you think that your um, approach, you know, people like yourself who are, you know, super adamant about everything to do with Bitcoin to a point that your demeanor sometimes can be very antagonistic and not very friendly. Do you think that that people look at you and they, they see you as a representation of Bitcoin and they're like, this guy is not kind, like he's just angry at me. And they, and and because of that, they're like, okay, if if this is a representation of Bitcoin, I, um, you know, I'm going to walk away from it. A lot of people in the Bitcoin community are like that. What, what, what do you say to that? That's fine. If they don't want to get in, they don't have to. Uh, we never ask for people to come in. Uh, we're telling you here is a tool. Here's what it can do for you. If you if, if if the fact that I say it this way turns you off, that's that's on you. Honestly, if that's how you make your financial decisions based on who's nice to you and who's not, then I'm sorry, but you're you're probably going to make wrong decisions because there are tons of scammers that will be 
as nice to you as possible and we'll go and take your money and you will lose all of it. Uh, but I'm, I'm here to tell you the truth. The fact is, I used to be a lot nicer about this stuff. That uh, the reason I'm not anymore is because no one listens to nice people. You can't argue people into something by being nice. You argue people into something, the few that actually care about the truth, with facts, with reason. And you know, you you told me that you're into philosophy and stuff. Well, that that's that's the direction in which you're you're actually going to convert some people. But if my demeanor turns you off, this is. Money is not a democracy. It's not something that, oh, okay, let's vote for this money. I'm not going to vote for you because you're not nice. That's not how this works. It's not politics. Now, it's been made very political because of fiat money. And, uh, and you know, it, because of fiat money, everything seems way more political than act it, it actually is. The laws of economics are not political. They, they just exist. They're like the laws of physics. If you don't believe me and uh, and don't want to get in on this, well, again, that's on you. If, if my demeanor turns you off, I'm trying to turn you off to off points. I'm trying to save you from going down the path of degenerate gambling and the path of uh, trying to rent seek the whole time. I'm trying to get you, I believe it or not, this is the most effective way that I've found to actually get people to do something reasonable. But if you if you find that uh, harsh or, or or you don't like it, well, all right, then don't come. I, you know, again, everyone gets in at the price you they deserve. And you could wait another five years and maybe you'll blame me and say, oh, if Jimmy was just nicer, then I I I would have bought Bitcoin, but he wasn't. Again, that's not how you should make your financial decisions. If that is, then you're probably going to lose all your money because, there again, there's plenty of scammers that will take your money and run and will be as nice to you as you want. But I'm, I'm not here to do that. I, I'm not scamming. So that's I'm just cool. going to tell you how it is. <laughs> that that's that's cool okay so people listening look i i have bitcoin don't don't shout at me okay <laughs> i actually have bitcoin but i also have other things i ha i also have nfts uh, you, okay so what would you say i have written a few notes here i'm gonna go through them one by one so you said that if people don't listen because they find uh, that you are uh, you know you uh i don't mean just you personally but Bitcoin maximalists most of the time, that they are um, too uh, confrontational, maybe antagonistic sometimes. But you said that that's fine. Let them not, not come in. So are you saying that we don't need the adoption? Um, so are you saying that Bitcoin doesn't need the adoption? I think adoption is inevitable. Uh, and it's not something that you have to rally for like a political issue. Um, it, it's the the... It's the hardest money and the hard money wins. This is this is one of the conclusions if you study Austrian economics. The harder money wins because if you have easier money, if you have money that can be created out of thin air, people will prefer the hard money to the easy money. They will always spend the easy money first. This is one of the things that you kind of have to wrap your head around in economics, but people don't want to believe that. They, they'd rather get free healthcare or free this and free that. And they, they want to believe that the system of economics that they exist in today is the correct one or something like that. And they, they don't want to actually critically examine things from first principles. So, I mean, if that's their view, I'm, I'm sorry, but, uh, but you're going to have to be taught by reality. You don't need 
like uh, the adoption of people that uh, you need, you don't need to nice them into Bitcoin. The way people come into Bitcoin it is through the laws of economics. And when, when you see a pattern that we've seen for the last 13 years, where Bitcoin has continuously gone up, despite all of the fud against it, all of the meanness of people like me, I guess, that it's, it continues to go up. And if at some point you're not asking, okay, what is going on here? What what is this thing? Is it is it a 13 year tulip bubble, or is it something else? Or maybe maybe I don't understand something. At that point, maybe maybe you're ready. But if it's oh, you know, like why 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 aren't you being nice to all these people? They might come into Bitcoin if you're nice enough. That's I I, I don't believe that's how belief works. And even if that is how belief works for some people. They're gonna be convinced out of it as soon as you, they find somebody nicer that will uh, that will convince them otherwise. That's that that's a very terrible foundation from which you should operate. That's not how money works. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. What do you say to people who look at other blockchain technologies and and, and see an opportunity to maybe they think of it as a hedge just in case. You know, they see that like just in case maybe somebody wants to invest a hundred thousand dollars in in Bitcoin, they think to to themselves, look, there are all of these issues and uncertainty. Maybe I put half of it into Bitcoin and half of it into other things that that gives me a hedge against the possibility of something going wrong. What do you say to that? And I would say that you have the wrong mental model for this whole thing. This is money. This is not a stock. This is not an investment. This is not a technology. Oh, you know, who who knows? Uh, uh, who knows which which of these uh, 17 startups will win? This is not your favorite team for the English Premier League. Um, and you're hedging on who might win the Premier League or something like that. That's not what this is. Money has a network effect. Okay, there was there was a time when people used rye stones and seashells and silver even, uh, but you know the world standardized on gold for a reason because there's a network effect. the The hardest, scarcest money wins, um, and that's 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 what happened with gold. Um, the this idea that you need to hedge with all this other stuff. There, first of all, they're completely separate categories. Bitcoin is decentralized. All coins are centralized. What you're talking about is okay. Well, maybe that other thing might win again. Then you don't you don't have a firm grasp of economics or how things work. And this idea that it's blockchain technology—that's all a crock anyway. If you actually study what it is and look at what "quote unquote" blockchain technology is, it's a linked list of blocks. And it's a it's a subset of what we would normally call in tech database technology. It's not anything new. We've had that since the 80s, 70s even. To uh, suppose that this is something radical and that it's something really cool or interesting, you, you just don't understand the tech then. Uh, the, the people that say that, almost inevitably, I'll, I'll be like, okay, then what's a blockchain? Just just tell me what it is. Oh, it's a, it's a truth machine and it does this and it does that. It's like, no, it doesn't. I, I, I've written books on this stuff. I have a book, uh, Programming Bitcoin uh, from O'Reilly. I, I describe exactly what a block is, what transactions are, what the signature algorithm is. I describe all of it. That's not, what you think a blockchain is, is not what a blockchain is. And uh, all these people that are, uh, oh, you know, I 
need to hedge with this or that. Uh, you know, all these people, so many smart people, they can't all be wrong. Yes, they can, especially if there's a financial incentive to be wrong and to confuse the issue and to make money off of you. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're marketing to you a scam, essentially. And this is this is the problem that I have with people that uh, I mean, like I've, I've gotten responses like yours. Oh, but I own Bitcoin. I'm, I'm OK. But owning Bitcoin, I don't care what you own. Right. Like you, you can own whatever you want. You can go invest in real estate. You can invest in whatever scam you want. The problem I have is when you start promoting other projects that are clearly scammed. I don't care what you own. I'm a libertarian. You can go own whatever you want. If you want to own shares of a penny stock or whatever, I don't I don't care. I, I have no interest in making you uh, buy or sell whatever. You do whatever is good for you. I don't care. Where I have a problem is when you start promoting other stuff. When you start saying stuff like NFTs are the new art or whatever, and it's not a giant scam run by VCs to, uh, you know, basically enrich themselves. Well, yeah, that the, the, this is where I have a problem. And this is where I start yelling. And this is where I start condemning people as being immoral, because what they're doing is they are propagating scams for their own financial benefit at the expense of the poorest and the most vulnerable people in the world. And I find that disgusting. Okay, I understand. Look, the way I see it is that Bitcoin is a currency. Everything else is not a currency. I don't think we should call them currencies. They are tokens. And the way I see it is that these tokens are really similar to stocks, but they are like an evolution of shares or stocks in, in many ways. From that point of view, if they're like a new way of sharing your IP, like if you're a company, you know, and you have fans or you have, you know, users that it's a way of rewarding them. You know, that's what NFTs are about. It's about uh, community building. I, I disagree. I, okay. I, I, I okay. just straight up disagree. Yeah. Tell, tell I, me. Yeah. yeah uh, essentially you're saying, oh, well, it's a, it, it's something else or whatever. And, you know, it has all these use cases. I, I've been watching this space for a long time. There's not a single use case. But have you been in it though? Like to be watching it is different from being in NFT communities. When you, when you are in those communities, you know, I actually made videos about why I wasn't interested in NFTs. Like it was what eight nine months ago and then when i did get into them i saw that okay this is actually really interesting because this is a new way of community building this is really a, an evolution of social media no it's not it's it's basically a centralized database with uh with, with some rows that you can own or something like that and that that's really all it is and you don't need a blockchain you don't need a token and you don't you you, you can go do it on somebody's website to make it seem like it's some oh th this this thing is amazing and it it's uh it's brand new and something like that no i, I mean what you said earlier is accurate it, it's basically like shares in a company it's it, it's it's another way of doing securities fraud or uh defrauding people of their money and you call it community building you call it whatever you want but essentially you're taking people's money and uh you you you're re rewarding them or whatever i'm sure there's a lot of ponzi schemes where people felt like they had a great community in fact, there, there are some that go on today, you know, Amway and all those like multi-level marketing schemes. It feels like, oh, you know, I'm part of this thing and we're we're getting together. And, you know, you you wouldn't understand it unless you're actually in it and you you get to know all of these people and it's awesome. And it's like, no, actually, you're enriching the 
founder of Mway or the wh whoever the multi-level marketing scheme head honcho is, and they're just using you to go and get uh, make lots and lots of money under the guise of oh, we're building a community and we're we're uh, giving products or whatever. But at least Amway actually has real products that people actually use, like whether it's vitamins or shampoo or whatever. With with uh, you know altcoins and crypto or whatever, there's no value whatsoever. It's it's a digital plaything. It could just as easily be hosted on a SQL database or an, even an Excel spreadsheet. But they make it out to be something completely different. That it's some newfangled technology, and people are so ignorant of the actual technicals underneath that they believe it that it's something and they they're willing to be confused by the VCs that promote this stuff that have a clear financial interest in making it seem like something that it's not um so for me when when you when you bring up all of these reasons for NFTs or whatever they're completely ridiculous and this is how scams work and until uh, people really understand that, like they they continue sort of believing whatever they want to believe, which is that oh yeah, you know my you know NFT that I bought for twenty thousand dollars, it's gonna hold its value or whatever, and that I'm not gonna get scammed. There are already a bunch of lawsuits happening. I mean, what does that tell you? You pay for a row in a database, really? That's that that that's going to create community no it, it's it's all marketing man and that's and, and it's i agree that it's marketing scamming i actually i agree that it's marketing but it's a it's a new way of sharing your ip in a way you know for example if you hold a specific nft you own the right to that nft and uh, you can you own the right to a row in a database. You don't own anything other than that. And to say that it's actually IP, no, you don't get any protection. You don't have exclusive right to it or anything like that. If somebody uh, somebody uses it for T-shirts or something like that, you don't you don't get royalties, and you don't have any rights to royalties. There's there's none of that. You don't you don't get any like the thing that people think it is. It's not what it actually is. It's they think, okay, well, now I own this NFT, so therefore I get all the rights to it. And if somebody makes a T-shirt or a TV show or writes books on it, I'm gonna get royalties or something like that. That that is not the case. You do. You don't get. You, you don't do. get anything. You do though. You do. Oh like... yeah, have a have a court enforce it. Yeah, I mean, like, good luck with that. Good luck with that. Because uh, the the way IP laws work is that you need the state to actually enforce it. And if they don't recognize your blockchain thingy or your database that says who owns what then good luck because <laughs> essentially IP laws are all enforced by the state anyway. So to say that, uh, actually, no, you, you have the right to this. No, you have, you have the right to nothing. The, the, the government gets to say whether or not, uh, you know, that's violating copyright or whatever. And the thing is, and, and people in Bitcoin make fun of the people that do NFTs for that reason. They're like, Hey, I right clicked and saved. You don't have anything. I could go and print this, post it on my wall, I could even sell whatever. And you have no recourse because it, that IP laws are all enforced by the state. And there are lots of jurisdictions where IP laws don't even, you know, aren't enforced or anything whatsoever. So you have no rights. That, that's a that's a complete illusion. That's a, that's a, that's hopium at like the biggest level. You don't you don't have any rights on that stuff. This is what we call in Bitcoin the Oracle problem. Whenever you try to link some abstract thing that or is a physical or abstract thing that's outside the blockchain 
you need somebody to enforce it. And honestly, you need you need a state or something like that. It 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 doesn't work. Your supposition that it, you you suddenly get IP rights by whom? Unless you're the state and you run that blockchain, which they wouldn't, they would just have a central database, which is what they do with patents and copyrights at, at this point, then you would have something. That's an exclusive right. We can get into intellectual property later, but that that's what, what they get to do. You don't have anything with a blockchain, okay? Like I, I, I have this NFT on Ethereum. Well, yeah, you have a role in the database. You have no rights to anything else. So what do you say to the fact that the, you know, you mentioned two things so far. One was about the fact that you said that those are shares in the company. And therefore you said that you're defrauding people by essentially giving them uh, these tokens as what is essentially a form of uh, the share in the company. My answer to that is that our security laws are just too ancient. They're just not suitable for this new era that we are going into. And, and I would say the same thing about our IP laws. So it's not the issue that these are defrauding, it's that uh, culture and uh, business is evolving with technology and the laws aren't. What do you say to that? Well, I mean, I agree that the security laws are ancient and I think IP laws are BS. But, um, but regardless of that, what you're doing is saying, okay, now, now we're going to go and import. Okay, you have an NFT. Now who's going to go and enforce your quote unquote IP right? Unless you have the state behind you, it's completely useless. And that's why yes. you, you, you don't have anything. You have zero. You have a row in a database. And it's a database further that somebody else controls. And it's, a, it's not the government. It's not anyone with authority. It's just somebody that says, you know, I'll sell you, sell you a bridge in Brooklyn. Right? It's somebody that doesn't have any, any of those rights or any enforceability give, selling you something that doesn't exist, essentially. Um, that's fraud. Now, the other thing that you said was, hey, uh, you know, it's kind of like shares in a company and, you know, we should have the right to do that. Well, I mean, great. If, if that's the case, then tell me exactly what I'm getting with that. What the what and if you actually read the white papers and like all, all of the legal documentation that a lot of these uh, coins coins and essentially end up producing, it says you have no rights whatsoever and that you are donating the money to them. Um, and they they continue to perpetuate this because essentially the VCs want to make lots of money and they, they continue to get suckers that don't understand this stuff. And there's plenty of them, obviously, um, to to continue to pump their bags. If it's a security, then you should say so instead of pretending it's something else. And if it if it's a share in a company or whatever. But I mean, like essentially what you're saying is a complete non sequitur. Yes. Securities laws are ancient. Yes, IP laws are ancient, but this does not solve it at the in the least. It doesn't do anything. It's just that these tokens are a new form of sharing, you know, ownership. No, they're not. <laughs> they're a centralized database. We we already have uh, centralized registries of who owns what stock or whatever. And when you transfer them or sell them or buy them or whatever. Those all change. This, this this is nothing new. You make it sound like it's so. Oh, this 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 is a new form of doing this, a new form of doing that. If you actually look at the technology, it's nothing of that kind. Uh, I mean, you 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 sign things over by providing cryptographic proof, but it's not really 
essentially different than a click on Ameritrade or your broker's website and, you know, clicking sell on your, uh, uh, on a stock that you own or something like that. It's, it's not materially different. And, you know, I, this, this is the thing that, you know, uh, all the, all the altcoiners hawk is, oh, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And this, this is what we're, uh, we're, we're trying to do actually, you know, like most of the promises never get kept. Uh, there's, uh, and essentially you, you end up with nothing and you, you end up defrauding the poorest and the most vulnerable and the people that don't understand any of this stuff and just get in because, you know, they, they, uh, they've been deceived essentially. That's, that's fraud. I, that's, it's, that's, I don't know how else to put it. What do you say to the um, uh, adoption that, you know, the community that is being built around these NFTs and, um, Web3, essentially, uh, and the adoption that it's uh, getting because of the cultural connection that it's making with people, uh, that Bitcoin isn't making that, you know, uh, because Bitcoin is just money, and that's what we want it to be, right? Whereas these other things, these other innovations, that they are uh, reaching people in different ways that are culturally connecting with people. I find that ridiculous. If if that's your argument for why these things are valuable, that uh, people are able to connect, there are people that connect over all sorts of stuff. Right? I, I told you before, you connect over Amway. You could, cults are apparently really, really good at uh, creating community. You find your best friends at a cult or whatever. I mean that that's that's not an argument for why you should have this like massively fraudulent thing. That, oh, you know, I found five friends doing this thing. Therefore, the whole thing is good because, uh, you know, despite the massive fraud and the lots of people losing money, it's fine because I made five friends. What what kind of a stupid trade-off is that? I, that, that, that? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, so I, I and the interesting thing is that is the main argument for altcoins that most altcoiners give is oh you know there's this community and you know i get to i get to participate in this stuff and that stuff yeah you get to participate in lots of stuff if, you know like in lots of different places as long as you're giving them money if, you, if that's what you want go join a country club it's probably cheaper than the amount of money that you put into an nft or whatever like like and at least you get like serve food and you can play golf with your friends uh instead you're you're bonding over a monk drooling monkey like really that's that that's the value you're getting out of it it, it just it, it seems so stupid um and in many ways it is the surprising and shocking thing for me is just how many people fall for this because VCs back it and this is the thing that we haven't really talked about with Web3, NFTs, or Metaverse, or whatever newest buzzword. Yeah, I wanted people... to talk to you about Metaverse, actually. This, uh, like what you said there about uh, how many people fall for a drooling monkey. I really <laughs> hope that my editor puts that in the promo of this. <laughs> that was so funny. It just made me laugh. But yeah, let's talk about the Metaverse. So, well, well, no, no, no. no. Yeah, it's a larger point. It isn't about the Metaverse per se, but these are all buzzwords. Okay, these are all buzzwords to get people to be uh, defrauded from their money. And there's a new one that comes out every three months or whatever. 
And unfortunately, people like you continue to promote these uh, buzzwords by saying, oh, you know, there's this new thing, Metaverse, it's coming out and it's going to be on a blockchain. It's going to be awesome. And we're going to put all this data on there and it's going to magically give you lots of money by buying the Metaverse token. And, and what I find completely disingenuous about all of this stuff is that the, these these narratives come like every six months. And the and I, I have people that I know that uh, that sit in a lot of these boardrooms, they literally get in a boardroom, right? These altcoin founders and say, okay, what's the next narrative that we can uh, sort of set out for people so they get to, they buy our token and pump our bags. They literally just sit around and think of the next thing that they can do. And they'll come up with a narrative and do a huge marketing push. Oh, it's the next big thing and whatever. And this is, this is not too far off from what VCs normally do anyway. Whenever they're invested in a startup, it's in their interest to go and pump it. The difference here is that there's absolutely no utility here. Instead, it's it's pumping a token. It's pumping uh, sort of like the 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 token that they've sold. The easiest question that you should ask is, why do you need a token? Why can't you do this with you know other money, maybe Bitcoin? And they never have a good answer. They always have to have a token. And sometimes they'll say, well, we need to fund the developers. Well, that's not my problem. Why do you have why, why do you have this illiquid new new token when you could use something that's way more liquid, way more easy, way easier to go and get? Why why are you putting all these hurdles on a product that's supposed to be this amazing magical thing? Don't you want wider adoption? No, what they want is for you to buy the token. That's the entire point of these narratives around Web3, Metaverse, and NFTs, and DeFi, and you know, ICOs, and IEOs, and uh, you know, uh, DAOs, or whatever. Like This narrative has been going, and every three to six months, there's something new. You know, I'm, I'm not going to get into, oh, here, but Metaverse can do this, Metaverse can do that. Says who? And where, where, where's the actual evidence? And who's actually using it other than the people that own the token or are heavy bag holders of that token? Nobody. You look at the usage statistics of this stuff and it's a, it, it's inevitably like zero. There's not somebody there uh, out there going, you know what? I have this big problem. You know what the solution is going to be? I, I need to... Uh, I need to be on a metaverse. Oh, and you know what? You know the solution is going to be. I need. I need to go buy that token and go into this metaverse and do do things that way. No one says that. This has been the thing that ev everyone that's been watching this space knows, is that the claims that these token founders make are worth zero. Like they 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 never keep their promises. They 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 just sort of like make up narratives to get people to buy tokens. And that's that's ultimately it. That's the entire game. And until you realize that, you're not going to see any of it clearly, especially if you have already owned some of that coin, because there's a natural tendency to want to believe whatever narratives you've been told. Oh, this coin is going to go to, you know, 100x because, you know, there's actually a use case. No, no, there isn't. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but I've been watching this for a long time. There's a lot of defunct projects where the founders walked away with a hundred million dollars and you're just pumping their bags. You're giving them money. I, I mean, I, I don't know what else to call it than fraud. And like a, a lot of people think I'm being mean because I'm calling their coin a fraud or whatever, but I'm sorry. That's what it is. <laughs>
What are your thoughts on the metaverse? Look, we are increasingly going to be living in a, in a digital environment. And if we are living in a digital environment, we need digital ownership. And that digital ownership doesn't always need to be or uh, it's not even interesting for it to always be in a monetary uh, you know, form, which is the reason why people are developing things like NFTs and... and um, That's not the reason. Ownership. Again, the re reason is because they're trying to... Um, uh basically sell useless uh stuff they're they're selling stink oil i think metaverse has potential i think there there's definitely things that you can do you know uh and we have lots of them already they're called mmorpgs uh, right like they you already have centralized databases you can go buy a nice sword on world of warcraft you can go get armor or whatever you can get all sorts of things and it's all different items, and some of them are even unique to that, like sort of uh, universe or whatever. And that's totally fine. You don't need a blockchain for that. You need, you just need like a central server. You need uh, whatever. The reason why they have all this other stuff is so that they can get around security laws and not get like arrested or something. the The reason why they they do this is because they know that this is something that people will hold on to and say, well, if meta, you know, I want to be long metaverse now, so I'll go get this token. If you're long metaverse, go to the actual companies that are making that stuff. You know, if I, Facebook's invested a ton of money on Oculus and, you know, you can, you can go and do that or whatever. And they, they'll, they'll probably have a database where uh, you, you have like a unique t-shirt that, uh, you know, uh, some Facebook designer made within that metaverse then then fine go go and go buy that from that person and they'll probably maybe take a small transaction fee or something and figure out a way to monetize it the answer is not a token or a blockchain it doesn't add anything and in fact it just obscures the issue and makes it much much more difficult i've written many articles on the difficulty of incorporating blockchain to almost any technology and fact of the matter is it makes it about 100 times more difficult so you tell me how that is actually like being long metaverse, because honestly, all these like terms and stuff like that to make it seem like you're long on, uh, you know, artists by being on a, uh, by buying an NFT, that's not the case whatsoever. And if you actually understand the technicals, you would know it pretty fast. Last question though. Um, so when you are saying that, if you are long metaverse, so you are you are suggesting if you're long metaverse, just go and buy Facebook stock stocks, Meta stocks. I I don't know, maybe. Um, I I, I don't because the I whole point is that. I, I, it's I, just that we are trying to get away from that. Uh, you know, Facebook owning all of our data and to be reliant on Facebook for all of that. This is one of the reasons why people are trying to create metaverses that are decentralized. There, well, first of all, it's not decentralized because somebody's issuing the token. So to pretend that this metaverse token suddenly makes it de decentralized is a complete, complete misunderstanding of what the heck this, this whole thing is. And again, we, we go back to the beginning. This is the confusion that VCs sow with all of these people. Oh, it's it's like what Facebook's doing, except it's decentralized. It's not anything like that. You're just giving money to a different set of people people that want to take your money and run and not develop anything. At least Facebook's actually going to update the firmware on an Oculus or even release an Oculus. With, with, with these people, they're not going to release anything. They don't have any obligation to. They, they, like you, they're, not, they're not accountable to anybody. They're, their products don't even have to work. 
So the, this notion that, oh, you know, we're going to have a decentralized thing that's a competitor to Facebook. No, it's a it's a completely centralized competitor uh, who has a large blockchain around their neck. And it's a it's a heavy burden. It's an albatross around your neck because you can't develop anything. If you if you ever tried developing anything on any of these platforms, you know how difficult it is and how how unrealistic it is for any of these things to come to pass that uh, that the VCs promise. It's not decentralized at all. It's completely centralized. The issuer of the token, they're responsible for building the entire metaverse out. Uh, it, it's just, it's way worse than Facebook because they don't have to deliver anything. They're not accountable to anybody and they're just going to walk away with the money. And thanks for the hundred million dollars that all, all of the retail investors gave to us. And, you know, we didn't even release like a, you know, a base product or anything like that. It's, it, yeah, I mean, th this, this is what you're talking about. And this is the confusion around the issue. It's not, it's not what you think it is. Well, um, thank you so much, Jimmy, for, uh, sharing all these perspectives this is very interesting and i would like to actually take this last part of what you said about the metaverses i'm going to send it to the people from for example decentraland uh and sandbox dark also well, so so you're sending it to somebody right like i want to send it to them and i want them to come on the podcast and answer that what no, but think about it they're the centralized party <laughs> think about it. i mean you're sending it to somebody that, that that's quote unquote in charge well, that that that's prima facie evidence that it's centralized. I if it was decentralized, you'd be like, you know what? I'm just gonna like uh, post it on uh, uh, on somewhere, and somebody will pick it up, and they'll they'll figure out like and come no, on. No, these are companies. They are still companies, right? And right, and they issued the token, so it's it's their company, it's their token, it's their whatever. The and idea to, to is pretend that... that it's decentralized when you're giving it to the person that is in charge tells you everything you need to know that's centralized it's and it's you don't need to even have them on the show the fact that you're sending it to the centralized party proves my point yeah yes i i understand what you're saying but the the argument that they often make is that having these tokens gives you voting right and it gives you you know some level of um of input you know that type of thing um so i i so was... it's like the shares in a company then yeah I mean, that's, that's what that's... what i've been saying that's yeah, what... in which case it's still centralized like it's not some decentralized competitor to facebook don't we want to get away from facebook and have no one own it no that the decentralized people own it or whoever, you know, whoever they sold the tokens to or whatever VCs, uh, you know, bought a ton of it. And the thing is, they don't have to deliver anything to and, and you can you can send it to them. I'm sure you'll have a very fun conversation telling uh, telling your audience how wrong I am. But listen to the first principles. Is it centralized or decentralized? The fact that you're they they control the token, they issued the token, they sold the token, they pre-mined the token, they made. I mean, that's that's all the evidence you need. It's centralized. And to pretend otherwise is all theater and it's all all fraud. So what they're going to say is lie after lie after lie to get you to buy the token, to give a give, give some doubt to what I've actually said. But I'm coming from first principles. OK, no, no, I hear you. I, I understand what you're saying. I still want to hear I want to, I want them to hear this and, and answer to that. Um, thank you so much, Jimmy. This has been 
really honestly it has been a lot of fun <laughs> okay it has been a lot of fun uh i think that people will find it um really interesting to listen to uh, and they can make up their mind for themselves they can also listen to other people's um you know arguments um there is something that i have experienced uh, by being in various nft communities and and uh, experiencing other um, communities within the blockchain space that uh, when I talk about them, I talk about them from experience. There is a real community. There is a new culture being developed. And I have um, just as much, if not more respect for Bitcoin, because for me, Bitcoin has been the, you know, the originator of this. And, and the way I see it is that people look at Bitcoin, you know, or, or um, other founders and innovators look at Bitcoin and then they gain uh, you know, inspiration, and then they go and, and iterate on that. So technology doesn't stop in one place. You can't say that, okay, this is, this is where it stops, you know, like, it's kind of like saying, okay, gold was the, like the last uh, kind of money technology uh, that we had, like, we can't have anything else. This is ju just human exploration and human um, well, if they were trying to build better money, then they'd need the property of decentralization first, which they don't have. So in a sense, like if you, if if your argument is they're they're trying to improve Bitcoin by centralizing it, well, then you've taken away the most effective property, the most important property. That's a really dumb and stupid trade off. And I don't that, think that, that they are. Um, I mean, other than Ethereum, people saying that ETH is ultrasound money. Most of the other tokens and and other people who are doing things on the blockchain, I've never heard them think or say that. What, what but that's the argument you just is made is uh, it's technology and it needs to improve and they need to go and do other things with it. I told you already that blockchain technology is a crock, that it doesn't make anything easier. It doesn't magically add decentralization to anything. So really, it's it's decentralized in name only. It's a way to hawk tokens. It's a way to scam people out of their money. So the, this technology that we're advancing technology with all these tokens and 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 things is a complete mischaracterization of what, what the space is actually doing. What they're doing is issuing tokens so they can take money from retail. That's it. I, I did say last question, but um, <laughs> I guess the question I have in response to what you just said is that, are you saying that one should not even look at these technologies and consider uh, investing well, in them in any there, way? There's no technology there. Uh, so yeah, when you, you shouldn't look at scams. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. And, and, and like, you know, they'll, they'll give you lots of fancy buzzwords and this and that, but really it's it's all theater. I've looked into the... Why do you think then? There's nothing there, but there are enough people with enough buzzwords and enough uh, people willing to like sort of sacrifice their own credibility uh, you know, like Hodgkinson, for example, right? Like he 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 had some computer science background, but there there's a lot of people that are willing to do that for money, right? Like there there's a price at which these people will go and do whatever. And you know, I, in a sense, I can't blame him because uh, if money's your priority, he's made probably like a billion dollars off of Cardano. Like, yeah, why wouldn't you keep doing it? And you're gonna you're gonna fud people like me, uh, tell me that I'm wrong and call me an idiot or whatever. Uh, and and try to uh, induce doubt as much as possible because it, then it becomes a matter of he said, he said, rather than 
an exploration of what the actual technology is. Go look at it. Don't trust me. Go figure out what the actual technical stuff is. Go on GitHub, examine the code line by line. What the hell does it do? There are very few people that are willing to do that by, uh, but uh, or even have the capability. But you have the ability to do that with a lot of these projects. Now, if it's closed source, I can't help you. I think there's several altcoins where they don't even publish the source code, in which case you're completely trusting whoever is in charge. Um, and yeah, don't tell me that's not decentralized. <laughs> that, 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 that's decentralized. This is what we're talking about is there's a complete confusion about everything because there, there's incentive on the part of the people hawking these tokens to confuse the issue. It's uh, people like Jimmy are wrong. Why? Well, because they're wrong. And, you know, I have this computer science degree or, or whatever. Like, go go look at any debate between like an actual altcoiner and a Bitcoiner. And if you, you know, and, and just listen to the argument and not be sort of like so invested on one side and saying, oh, you know, I own this altcoin. So I'm going to you know, listen with that that particular thing. Go go look look at the actual usage of this stuff. Verify everything that I am saying. Cause I I I haven't said anything that's that you couldn't find out yourself just by going and examining the code, going and examining like the like even read the white paper or the prospectus or whatever. And like all of this stuff, it it it's you can go verify it yourself. Don't trust me. I'm not telling you anything that's not true. Definitely. Yes. So we are all going to go and I, I'm definitely going to be looking into everything that you said a lot more. Why do you think companies like Facebook, for example, are uh, incorporating NFTs into their um, in Facebook and Instagram? I have no idea what they're doing because I don't pay attention to Facebook. And if they're doing, quote unquote, NFTs, whatever. I mean, I, like that, that's up to them. I, I have no idea why 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 they would make certain corporate decisions I, I generally don't tend to agree with a lot what a lot of what they do but anyway but I, I have no idea the thing that I will tell you not to do is just go talk to a friend about it and uh, you know who's already invested and you know they'll they'll tell you oh you know Jimmy's just wrong and then go trust that like that's that's not verifying at all it just like go and look at it yourself examining it for yourself. Go from first principles. What should money be? Go study economics. Go figure out like what what the iron laws of economics are. Like, don't just go and say, oh well, but I, you know, Jimmy says this, Hodgkinson says this. You know, I you know, the truth is probably somewhere in between. No, there, there's an objective truth, and it, it could be anywhere. But you need to do the work instead of trusting some influencer on Twitter or something like that. And the, the sad fact is most people don't want to do the work and therefore they will continue to get robbed blind. Yes. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you for your, uh, for your input, Jimmy. I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Uh, and uh, I hope that um, everybody takes your advice. I will definitely take your advice and I will continue. Look, I have read so many books on Bitcoin anyway, uh, and I have listened to all of you guys. The way I see it is that I understand everything you're saying uh, about Bitcoin from a monetary point of view. Um, but I also see an interesting thing happening in the NFT space, in the Web3 space, in uh, from a cultural and business perspective. I see it a new way of uh, community building, I see it as a 
as an iteration, as a new iteration of social media uh, and evolution of, you know, social media. Uh, and I, I think technology is going to continue to to evolve. So I don't think we can say this is where it needs to stop. People will continue to uh, explore. And right, there's I, again, there's no technology there. And I really don't think you've looked at the technology enough because your argument always comes back to there's a community. There's communities around lots of things. There are Nazis that get together and find community. There, there are people that have all sorts of reasons for getting in community. Uh, you know, Nambla, right? Like, yeah, they, but they, in the metaverse, in the metaverse, you need tokens to create token-gated communities so that you can uh, share IP. Or, you, you know, I know, like all of the things that we went. You, you could do it in a centralized way, way, way cheaper. The the thing is, you don't need any of this stuff. And the, the, the quote unquote technology isn't advancing at all. And it's, it's all a scam to get you out of your money. And again, cults have great communities. There's, there's lots of really weird and stupid things that have great communities that doesn't prove anything. And there, there's nothing new about any of this stuff. It's, it's all scammy. And that, that's what I've been saying the whole time. Again, don't take my word for it. Go look. Go look because the community didn't come out of the token. The community didn't come out of any of that. The community came out of a lot of marketing, a lot of people getting paid for this and that. The that that's where that community comes from. Um, and if you had motivated people and you know you you pay them, maybe you can do the same thing without any of this nonsense, and it'd be a hell of a lot cheaper. But that's not what people are interested in. So. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sorry, but that's that's just not true. It's it's there's no technology advancing here. Awesome. Okay, look, let me look into it and uh, research it a bit more. Maybe we will talk again in a few months. Okay. Well, All right. thanks for having Thank me. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Jimmy. Bye. Take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Jimmy Song. Let me know in the comments what you thought. Whether you agree or disagree with his views on Web3 and the rest of the crypto space, you have to give him credit for his knowledge and understanding of Bitcoin. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe to it on Apple, Spotify, or any other one of your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to give it a five-star rating and write a review. The full interviews are also available on my YouTube channel, The Somi Ariane Show. <laughs>